When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bel- Belichick's lost a, lost a step to I'm me. I'm not going to do I, this. I'm not going to do this. This is Annex Squared. What is up? It is Annex Squared. That is right. Episode 9. It is Tuesday, November 1st, 2022. My name is Jason Annex, joined by my identical twin brother, the voice of the UFC, John Annex. Dude, I have to think it was nice for you to be home on Sunday to take in the National Football League. Dude, you haven't been on the ground on a Sunday in like three, four weeks. Am I wrong? Well, of course, I pop a 5-0 and when I'm on a plane coming back from Abu Dhabi and I can't watch any of it. So I was sort of resigned to the fact that I was going to be below 500. But hey, not a 1-4, and right? Only gave <laughs> a little bit back, at least head-to-head against you. But uh, yes, it was nice to have an NFL Sunday. Nice to see, of course, the, uh, the local club continue their domination of the New York Jets. But uh, kind of licking my wounds a little bit after a 2-3. and three. Thankfully, over 500, 3-2 in the contest and a lot to get into here. And uh, the season is evaporating too quickly. This is always my concern is that there's so much anticipation. It's like, all right, finally, the NFL's here. It's week one. And then it's like, before you know it, you know, we're, we're sneaky midpoint right now. Right. I hear you. However you look at it. Um, Eight weeks done moving on to week nine. So for those of you who haven't caught annex squared through the first eight episodes, each week we pick five games against the spread and against each other going head to head, head to head. I'm getting fucking mauled. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, but ultimately, our goal in going head-to-head with these picks is to set ourselves up for our five picks that we play every week in the Circa Pro Football Contest, which we're doing decent, man. I don't want to say we're doing well, and we'll get to that. But for me, who's shitting the bed on Annex Squared, I'm glad that it's sort of figuring itself out as the week goes on, no? Well, you're 17-22-1 and one against me head-to-head, right? Mm. Yeah. And I'm 23 and 17, but hey, I mean, there are a lot of people who are taking it on the chin even worse than that. But yeah, I mean, the contest is tricky, right? Because we can sit here and say, hey, we're, we're hitting on 61%, which is pretty good, but hashtag not good enough. <laughs> good enough. But overall, it's been a productive NFL season, I think, for a lot of sharps, a lot of handicappers. Certainly for you and me, we're very much in the black when it comes to uh, our own accounts here during the NFL season. And uh Hey, man, if we can finish the contest north of 61%, you know, I think I would probably take it as a step in the right direction. So, uh, you know, three and two, not ideal, but better than two and three. So we're going to get into our week eight results where we went head to head. Uh, nothing really to write home about. Last week, John was five and oh, I was three and two. So we gave you all eight, eight out of 10 good ones. Not so much this week. And I will say. I'm not trying to complain about Tuesday, but things change dramatically for me as the week goes on. So this week, I tried to think a little bit about where I might waver and put myself in spots where I won't waver. Because the reality is we do this show on Tuesday. And for those of you who don't know, the penalty is five shots of tequila in 30 minutes on the program, which it looks very likely to be coming down my gullet. Anyway, oh, yeah. So... Through seven weeks, John, after the 5-0, and was 21-14. and 14, I was 16-18-1, a paltry 1-4 and four for me. John goes 2-3 and three this week. We'll get into the individual picks quickly. Don't want to digress about all that shit. But obviously, he picked up another game, so he now has a 5.5-game lead. 23-17 and 17 for John, 17-22-1 and one for me. 
Anyway, so my one win, Titans, last week, Titans minus two at the Texans. So Vrabel's boys 0-2, now 5-2, huh? They go from 0-2 to 5-2. Pretty good. They're probably going to be 5-3. They'll go, going, I think, to Kansas City this week. going to be a tough one. But, you know, uh, Malik Willis had some nice moments in there. Um, you got to hope Tannehill's back, though, if they're going to do anything real. But ultimately, this team, if they are playing, they beat teams they're supposed to beat. And that's what continues to happen. That's the one win. I'll get into the three losses, Bears plus nine at Cowboys. They played well for a bit. You know, they cut it to five midway through the third quarter, and then they go for two, which drives me nuts. They don't get it, lose a little momentum, some turnovers, and it just got out of hand. But I felt decently about the Bears. They definitely showed up. They just, you know, if you're going to give up 50 points, it ain't going to happen. That was a loss. Had the Steelers plus 10 and a half at the Eagles. This is just bad. Eagles are in a different class. I had a lot of faith in Tomlin and their defense to keep it close. They hung around as tied after one, but it was clear that the Eagles were going to roll here as this went. It was just a bad play. Jets plus two versus Patriots. This we were both on Jets plus two in on Annex Square, but this did not make it into our five. We no. both liked the Patriots as the week went on, and that just is what it is. But it certainly says something that we left this out. So I had a pick in there that I didn't like, and I will go back and digress for a minute on your MMA podcast. Your guy, Kenny Florian and Brian Petrie, pick games every week on a Monday sometimes, and they have the ability to go back and tweak those picks as the week goes on or, or make an adjustment. We're not doing that here, I guess, but I sure wish we could. Well, hey, maybe if there's a season two, right, you're so concerned with ratings. Maybe if there's a season two <laughs> of Annex Squared and somebody actually picks up the show or the hammer wants to continue with the program, right? Then right. maybe you can make some changes, but that is obviously not the way we set up the contest this year. And, uh, you know, again, I would focus on what you can control. All right. So those were my three losses. The final loss, which we were both on Cardinals plus four at Vikings. We actually played this in the context contest plus three and a half. You know, they had a lead in the fourth quarter. Kyler Murray is just so careless with the football. Some of his intercept, like some of his interceptions are just so clearly his fault, just chucking it up. And I, I like slingers. I like gunslingers, but this guy's just too careless. I'm not going near that team in the sports book. On or against, when they put it together, they can they can beat teams. You know, this weekend, I took a real close look at them, home to Seattle. They lost at Seattle a few weeks back, 19-9. to And I went back and forth, and I really like Seattle. I like what they're doing. I'm wanting to lean towards Seattle because I don't trust Arizona, but that's when they'll put a complete football game together at home and beat a team that they were supposed to be better than when the season began. So that's my one and four. Fuck me. Take us through your two and three. Some overlaps there. Talk to me. Well, I like that you had Tennessee minus two against Houston. Like, I don't know why I overthought that. I didn't bet on Houston, but I don't know why I wasn't more bullish in terms of putting Tennessee in our five that actually matter. But yeah, more red than green for you. I hit on the 49ers minus one and a half against the Rams. They sweep the season series. Felt pretty good about that one and yep. didn't expect Christian McCaffrey to be that good that early with that team. He's had like two weeks with the club or less and uh, making Spitting everybody the all over the field, though. Got to squeeze that football, Christian McCaffrey. Dolphins minus three against the Lions was also a hit. Sort of fortunate to get that one home 31 to 27. But, um, you know, I would take that bet every day of the week. And then Cardinals plus four, you know, had a lot of chances to not just cover but win the game. Jets plus two. I will continue to look for spots to fade the New England Patriots. I just don't think they're going to have a lot of 30 burgers. They're going to have to win close games. Bills plus ten and a half against the Packers. Again, I'm going to be looking to play Buffalo, and I'm going to be laying big numbers all year. That one easily could have come home. So, uh, you know, we lick our wounds two and three, and, and we spin it forward to week nine. What yeah, can you do? I, yeah, spin it forward. So, 
you know, for those of you who are looking for a little juice, you know, and so, some people are, I see in the comments, you know, they want to know some, you know, what's going on, you know, give us some stories, give us some shit that's going on. Well, if you guys could have seen us, you know, we have families, we live pretty close to each other. So us trying to navigate an NFL Sunday is not always, you know, close and lock the doors in the man cave without distractions. So, you know, we're sitting pretty tight. We got the Patriots on an iPad. We got the Red Zone channel. Um, just pretty fascinating look in. We're snuggling up a little bit there Sunday, if you will. Anyway. Well, there's a lot of children, right? So sometimes I get pulled away, right? right? You try to, yeah. uh, for me, it's tricky because I'm gone essentially 25 weekends a year, 100 nights a year doing the UFC. Don't rob my house, please. Um, but it's difficult because then when I'm home, it's like, sorry, honey, I need these 17 Sundays. No child care for me. So right. yeah, Sunday ticket on the iPad and, uh, and red zone on the, uh, on the big TV. My TV is not very nice though. Sorry. You, you have a nicer TV. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Well, you're doing all right. Anyway, let's move on. So the pro football contest circa four pro football contest, which really matters. We went three and two this week, overall 24, 15 and one. What's your assessment? How do you feel about 24, 15 and one? Non-plus? Not good enough. It's not good enough, but it's better than, you know, 22, 17 and one. Uh, you know, I think generally speaking, the games that we've hit on have been pretty clean and, uh, you know, just looking to spring more four and ones, right? An Arizona Cardinals cover away from a four and one and would have felt a lot better, but nothing so we can do. I, I do yeah. feel like we're honing in and this process on Annex Squared has helped to whatever degree. So. Yeah, regardless of my performance. So let's just talk. So three and two on the week. Let's talk about the two losses. We've talked about the Cardinals enough. The number we got in the contest was three and a half. Man, I just, I, it's hard for me to think that that, I'm not going to say bad beat, but felt like I was on the right side there. I certainly thought they had a great chance to win the game. And then ultimately, they just love blowing it up at the end of the ball game. But 17-14 lead in the fourth quarter felt pretty good. Anyway. The, the last one that dumped, Bills minus 11 and a half. Didn't necessarily get a great number, but up 24-7. They got to find a way to score some points in the second half. They were certainly the better team. This game was never in question. How did you feel? That was certainly your selection. You got burned by half a point on Annex Squared, point and a half in the contest. Yeah, I fell asleep, read the recap. What are you going to do? I would lay it every day of the week. I would lay it again, and I'll probably lay it again in week nine, and it's huh. an even bigger number. So. So those are the two losses, the three wins. You were all over the Saints plus one and a half versus the Raiders. That had to feel good, 24 nothing. Not even in question. I'm going to get to Josh McDaniels a little bit before the week nine selection. So that was a nice hit on the Saints. Commanders plus three at the Colts. We'll fucking take it. We'll take it, right? Um, close game. Came down to the end. Certainly needed to score that touchdown to win. Otherwise, you don't get the cover. But I like this kid Heineke, man. It's unbelievable the connection with him and Terry McLaurin. Hard to think they go back to Wentz even when he's healthy. Oh, I don't know, man. There's a lot of bad film on Taylor <laughs> this past weekend, right? I mean, certainly he made the throw and Terry McLaurin ripped the ball away from, I believe, Stephon Gilmore. But, dude, He's got good instincts. Know, I like when Heineke runs. He makes good, quick, yeah. abrupt hey, decisions. Yeah, hey, we'll take it, right? I mean, you can argue that was a case of being more lucky than good with the commanders. But you know I'm an underdog player, generally speaking, happy to get that one home. And the Cleveland Browns, plus three and a half. It doesn't just come down to Jamar Chase, right? I mean, I know the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line has been healthy, but man, Burrow gets sacked a lot, does not have a lot of time to throw. Nick yeah. Chubb, I continue to say, is the best football player I have seen this season. Hmm. And uh, Browns plus three and a half was a fairly easy play for us, I think, in prime time. And I don't know, man, Jamar Chase is really, really good. And um, not that he's... You know, the be-all and the end-all, they have good weapons, but I don't know, man. Like, I, Cincinnati laying a big number again this weekend without Chase. No thanks. 
Yeah, I get it. I mean, you do have to account less, you know, it's a different, it's, it's a lot different guarding those other, you know, second tier guys when Chase isn't out there, you know, no double teams, different things. Anyway, I want to get to a couple things from week eight and just overall general thoughts before we get into week nine. So Marcus Mariota, Geno Smith, right? Guys that had been maybe considered busts, I believe second and third overall pick in whatever years. And clearly it's sort of the right time for these guys, you know, and I, I think you see they've sort of learned from their mistakes. They they both move pretty well, but I think they're they both have some leadership ability. And I just think at this stage, there are certain guys that really can get the job done. And I think about Mac Jones, right? And I think about I said on a previous show, I think maybe four or five years from now, maybe he will be able to sort of lead a team, maybe not in a different fashion than Mariota and Smith. But can you think of any moments that Mac Jones, can you think of any great plays that stand out over two years. Can you think of any big moments for Mac Jones where he really impacted winning or losing? Can you? No, I'd love to talk about Geno Smith though. I mean, this guy, man, right? Like even just the way he's throwing the ball and, you know, obviously you're talking about the leadership and picking Tyler Lockett up. I lean into tangible stuff. Some people don't. Right. I mean, I wonder if my guy Rob Pozzola leans into some of the human element stuff, you know, but I, I really like Geno Smith and I I certainly like him better than Marcus Mariota, who, uh, yeah, has learned how to sort of, if not optimally manage a game pretty darn well, getting good coaching, obviously repetitions, try to be an overachiever, I think, or to live up to the expectations of being the number two overall pick early on. And obviously that plagued him, but Geno Smith looks like a guy that I would like dump, give a bunch of money to. I mean, fascinating, fascinating. And you know, Pete Carroll, um, just sort of rolling with the punches here with a lot of different distractions and different things in the off season. And with Bobby Wagner, just a lot going on. Um, he's got to be sleeping decently at night. You'd think. I'd um, like to see you and Pete Carroll in a mixed martial arts fight. That's what I'd like to see. How tall I might is bet it? on Pete. He's got pretty He's good like cardio. 70, bro. Thanks. <laughs> for, the so the other thing, so, so I got to get to this, right? And we, we talk a lot about like the eye test, right? Whether it's a quarterback or a head coach. And Mac Jones not passing it, right? Right. And, and for me as a head coach, Josh McDaniels has, has never passed it. Like imagine Josh McDaniels getting in front of that room after 24 nothing, right? You know, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine it. Like, show me the video. I can't imagine it. I can't imagine how he would command that room and be able to say the right things. I can't imagine him having the right energy in those moments. You take a guy like Dan Campbell in the Lions, who, look, he may not be a great head coach. He may get fired this year or after. But whether it's hard knocks or whether it's you know d- different footage I've seen, I still think he has some real leadership ability, and I don't see it with McDaniel's. What a disaster! For the Raiders with all that talent, man, is this guy really going to be, be, is he going to be coaching Mac Jones in the offense again next year? Back Can you in imagine? Of so it's, I think it's pretty likely, you know, or fuck Belichick's, <laughs> Belichick's riding a surfboard. Maybe McDaniels will come back and be the defensive coordinator or just be on the defensive staff. Cause he's not going to name, <laughs> not going to name a defensive you're coordinator. You're saying right? defense for McDaniels now? Well, well no, I mean, it's Patricia, right? It's a yeah. fucking free for all up. In New <laughs> no, England, I, you know I mean, right. Josh McDaniels coming back to New England to call plays next year. I think he needs to go full Lane Kiffin, get on a treadmill, lose a bunch of weight, and maybe that'll help him command the room. I don't know. I don't know. I know that I I feel like you're going to be on the Jaguars plus one and a half, though, in week number nine. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Well, so that's a good transition. We'll get into our week nine head-to-head selections. Keep in mind, we make five picks every week. Our ultimate goal being to get our picks ready for the Circa Pro Football Contest, where we submit five picks every week. One point for each 
win, half a point for each push. As I said earlier, 24, 15, and 1 overall. These lines are as of Tuesday morning, November 1st. Keep that in mind whenever you digest an annex squared. So we like to talk about bye weeks a little bit. Last week, Kansas City, LA Chargers on a bye. That did creep into my thinking. This coming week, six teams on buys. Cleveland, Dallas, Denver, New York Giants, Pittsburgh Steelers, San Francisco 49ers. This is week nine coming up. Week 10's buys. The following week, I think about this in the context, are we going to see good performances from these four teams that have a bye the following week? Baltimore, Cincinnati, New England, and the New York football Jets. As I said earlier, a lot changes for me Tuesday through Friday. It's not just injuries, right? I can go look at an injury report, but I, as I said earlier, I'm trying to focus on picking teams right now that I'm not going to be mad to have to root for right, them right. on Friday. You want to know the truth? Anyway, get us started. You know what we're going to do? We're going to pass the baton. New rule. Whoever is leading, whoever has the lead on the board, certainly doesn't have to lead with the selections. I like it. So with that lead, and by the way, I can't lose this lead, right? If you go 5-0 and and I go 0-5, I will still have this lead next week. So you'll be leading next week. Lead the dance. Who's your first pick for week nine? My first selection, which I think is going to surprise you, is the Green Bay Packers. Losers of four straight. Minus three and a half at the Lions. I'm fading the Lions here. Just a total disaster. And I've said before, you know, I'm watching Hard Knocks. I like a lot of their coaching staff. And it's just incredible to me how they find ways to lose games all day long. And to me, a Packers team, having lost four in a row, they certainly ran the ball well against Buffalo. They got to run the ball. To me, I just, I, I think there are a lot of red flags here in terms of the Packers. I think it's a sort of shaky ship, but ultimately I'm fading the Lions here. It's a very comfortable place for Aaron Rodgers to play, juxtaposed to at Buffalo. It's had a lot of success at Detroit. I think it's a small number. I need Green Bay to get off the schneid here. First election, Packers minus three and a half. I am on the Detroit Lions plus three and a hook Figured. in Figured. week nine. DeAndre Swift. Get on the Swift train, baby. DeAndre Swift will ride those legs to the cover. I don't think Detroit necessarily wins the game, but I think it'll be close. I think it'll go back and forth. I do like sort of Jair Alexander and the fire with the Green Bay defense. I do think they stepped up to whatever degree, picking Josh Allen a couple of times. And this may be a sucker play, but candidly did not like the board at all. Lions plus three and a half jumped out at me. You're through a key number. Detroit plus three and a half. Oh, and uh, we're just being told yeah. by our producer that the Lions have traded tight end TJ Hawkinson for draft picks to the Minnesota Vikings. Great job by Jason producing the program. Jason Cooper filling in for Zach Phillips today on his game. These Canadians so, know what they're doing, man. A live trade on deadline day of TJ Hawkinson. But hey, man, Detroit three and a half. It's already in the book. So uh, we're sticking with it, even though number 88 is being shipped out of town. That's a huge addition for the Minnesota offense, seemingly. Well, and I like being again when I need to make up ground, certainly being head to head against you makes some sense for me. And I'll tell you, man, I look at a lot of these games and we do another thing where we're picking every game against the spread, man. It's like, no, thanks. Some of these games I could I could sell you on both sides. No question. My second selection. San Diego. I, I'm going to oh, call them San Diego. Don't forever. do that Go again. Up. Please don't do that. Los I mean, Angeles, we're going to lose viewers. They can cut that out. Los Angeles Chargers minus three at the Falcons. I don't like betting against Atlanta. I don't like betting against Arthur Smith. He is the opposite of Josh McDaniels to me. I can I can see him getting up in front of a room after a 24-0 loss and doing something. Um, anyway, uh, 
Terrible loss for the Chargers at home two weeks ago, 37-23 to the Seahawks. They're off a bye. They're four and three. I know they're inconsistent. I do like a lot of what the Falcons are doing, but if P.J. Walker can light up that Falcons defense, so can Justin Herbert. I think it's a good spot here for the Chargers, minus three in that building to get a win against really a team that I just don't think is as good as they are. Chargers, minus three, my second pick. Sorry for the San Diego. Season total wins for the Atlanta Falcons, four and a half. This would give them a fifth win if they can get it. Against the Chargers, they are getting a little bit healthier, seemingly in the secondary, but... Not full throttle. And by the way, Minnesota Vikings did have an injury in the tight end room, if I'm not mistaken, with Irv Smith. So that Hawkinson addition figures to be big for your uh, your Super Bowl and your NFC future tickets that you uh, revealed on episode one. All right, second selection for me is going to be the Buffalo Bills minus 13. Again. At the New York Jets. And you know most of my picks are going to be underdogs or favorites that are laying less than a field goal. But I like Buffalo to win by two touchdowns or more. Zach Wilson's taking on water, folks. Zach Wilson's taking on water. It's amazing how many of these young quarterbacks don't look ready for primetime and don't look like they're going to be able to Geno Smith this thing half a decade from now. Hmm. Like, no. Mac (laughs) Jones, Zach Wilson, Bailey Zappi, no, no, no. Like, absolutely not. Like, absolutely not. Mac Jones went to a Pro Bowl, folks, you know? Oh, don't. uh, And I guess in the last year of the Pro Bowl, essentially, right? No, Buffalo Bills minus 13. The Jets aren't healthy. I think they're going to regress to the mean, if not below it, and be a below-average NFL team. And Buffalo has already been anointed as the best team in the NFL. You think Josh Allen's probably smarting after putting up only 27 points, throwing a couple picks. You know, I think it's pedal to the metal, balls to the wall, as they say. Buffalo 37, New York 11. (laughs) I like it. Um, And I will say, having not produced a good offensive second half you have to think buffalo finishes this football game in a different fashion so i like that side there as well my third selection which i know you'll either be on the opposite side the game is the cincinnati bengals at home minus seven hosting the carolina panthers i like the cincinnati bengals as a heavy favorite even without jamar chase and i hope you're on the other side so uh, think about the Carolina loss. That has to be a tough loss, right? DJ Moore, the miraculous touchdown, then takes his helmet off. They get a penalty. They miss the extra point. Atlanta gives them the ball first in overtime. Got to be an interesting locker room, even though I think Steve Wilkes has done a nice job there. Um, so now you go to Cincinnati, who got blown out by the Browns on Monday night. It's a short week. You're not healthy, but they're going home into the bye. And to me, I like the Bengals at home in certain spots teams that to me the team they they had a great spot for me a couple weeks ago at home I believe against Atlanta where they easily covered I just like the Bengals at home they're gonna win that football game going into the bye and I think Carolina I think the wheels come off a little bit here I think a division a game in Atlanta versus getting on a plane and going to Cincinnati I think it's a different ball game give me the Bengals minus seven come at me with the Carolina Panthers no I don't have the Panthers but anytime somebody who's trailing me by five and a half games or so wants to lay seven you know, chalk, chalk, chalk. Fine. Lay your seven. Yeah. Lay your seven. I'll go with the fighting PJ Walkers plus eight on game day. We'll see. Huh. All right. Next selection for me is going to be a stale number, even on a Tuesday, at least if you're looking to get the best number on the Indianapolis Colts plus five and a half at the New England Patriots. Now, anytime I pick against the Patriots, there is a little bit of an asterisk, right? Because you know I fade the hometown team and all of that noise. But 
I don't believe in this offense, and I don't believe in its ability to sustain. I don't know if Jonathan Taylor's going to play for Indianapolis. There are a lot of question marks on that side of the ball. One thing I can tell you that you probably won't hear in a lot of other places, Mac Jones and Sam Ellinger spent some time together this offseason. They went to the same quarterback coach, Don uh, Tom House, uncle of uh, our UFC stage manager, Craig Conley. So those guys spent some time together. I can't reveal... Much more beyond that, but I do think competitively, they're both going to really want to play well, and so I do expect them both to sort of play well, and that might be sort of a simplistic thing, Um, but I do like a lot of Indianapolis's weapons, and I do think with Matt Ryan no longer playing, it stands to reason that Naheem Hines and Paris Campbell and certainly Michael Pittman Jr. can get unleashed a little bit, and uh, again, I just don't think the Patriots are going to be a consistently high-scoring team. So having a win by six or more seems to be the sharp side in terms of the noise that I'm letting in early. Um, but I will take the five-and-a-half points with the banged-up Indianapolis Colts as my third selection for Week 9. What's interesting, and there was a pass in, there was a uh, roughing the quarterback penalty in the Jets game that really changed the Jets-Patriots game this week, and it really changed the outcome, in my opinion, the outcome of that game, their opportunity, I believe, for the Jets to go up 17-3 with a pick. There's a bad call that goes in the Patriots' favor. Um, there was a reason, though, the Patriots were favored in that game, and I did like the Patriots against the Jets as the week went on. I've tried to eliminate the emotional hedge as much as I can in terms of this show. You're never going to catch me going to the sports book betting on the Patriots, you can be sure. But you've made a comment that we might be able to handicap our team a little bit better. But if I'm not willing to play my own team in spots when I handicap them, then what's the point in even making a statement like that? So for me, I'm done disrespecting Bill Belichick and this Patriots defense. I'm on the Patriots here in Annex Squared, minus five and a half. They had a nice bounce back week over that Monday night disaster. I love Belichick matching up against Sam Ellinger. I think if this kid gets running outside the pocket, that could be a little dangerous, but Belichick feasts on these guys. Zach Wilson looks a lot worse against Bill Belichick than he looks against other coaches, you can be sure. Um, I like that the quarterback situation is figured out for the Patriots, even though I think they're both eh. Uh, Patriots do run the ball very well, and both running backs are healthy. Um, I just think it's a big spot here for the Patriots to win their second in a row against a team that sucks with respect to the Colts. You can get to five and four. There was a huge opportunity for the Patriots against the Bears, and they missed that opportunity. They had a very bad second half of the season or down the stretch last year. They're nine and four and then threw up all over themselves. I think they get to five five and four here. I don't like my prop bet on the Patriots under eight and a half wins. Do you, so I'm taking the Patriots minus five and a half. Let's fucking go. And let me ask you a question. Do you like the Patriots to win the game? I think you do. Well, it's interesting, right? Like when you look at some of the home road splits in the NFL, the LA Rams have played five home games, if I'm not mistaken. They've already had their bye week. They've only played two games away from LA. Patriots have already had five road games. And you can be sure Bob Kraft was not at all happy with that spit up all over yourself performance against the Bears on Monday night. So I do think you will get an inspired Gillette Stadium effort. But again, I'm looking for opportunities to play underdogs a lot of the time. And it's just a big number for a team that has to prove it to me. And Mac Jones looks listless out there. So no, I mean, personnel wise, I actually like the Indianapolis offense better. And, uh, you know, if Jonathan Taylor plays, I'm getting five and a half. I think it's a field goal game. I'm getting five and a half. I know I'm, it was six and a half 24 hours ago, but, um, you know, I'm trying to have some integrity on Annex Square, not take it six and a half. So 
I don't think the Colts are going to score a lot of points. And if the Patriots Well, can then play... we can bet on the side then. How about that? Well, that's fine. And God, how square? I really am pretty square. And you guys, you know, fucking fade me. Okay, last week I'm on four dogs and one favorite. This week, all fucking chalk, man. But but hey, it's, we'll see what happens. I like. So should I finish it off? You want me to finish out my fish selection? Are we done talking about the home team? Well, actually, the show's called Annex Squared, which dovetails with some of the square tendencies. But I I still have two two selections. So if you'd be so kind as to yeah. allow me to submit to the viewership. Jaguars plus one and a half coming back from London home to the Las Vegas Raiders who have stayed on the East Coast. If I'm not mistaken, they, they asked the NFL if they could schedule them back-to-back games right in that southeastern pocket, right? You go Atlanta, you put up a zero, huh. and now you have to marinate in that away from your families for another week. This is a straight Josh McDaniels fade going up against Doug Peterson. The Jaguars had a lot of opportunities to beat the Denver Broncos. You know, I do think it'll be a bounce-back effort for Trevor Lawrence, who is just making a lot of mistakes that he shouldn't be making at this stage of his career. But um, I I can't understand why the Raiders are favored, and as such, it's Jaguars plus one-and-a-half for me, my fourth selection for Week 9. Yeah, I I lean there, but i got to be honest. Trevor Lawrence, man, he... He has these moments where he just, it's like a, a, a little dump off, right? And it's a fucking 97 mile an hour fastball. Same thing with Kyler Murray. Some of these guys, you got to have a little feel. It's not all about the, you know, you got to throw catchable balls sometimes. And I just see him make mistakes in important spots over and over again. I think, you know, this is more like his rookie year with that shit show with Urban Meyer last year. This is really like his rookie year. And I think you're going to see a lot of that. And to me, with the team coming on, the Raiders got to think they're going to be focused. That game just scared me too much. Um, why don't you give me your fifth play? Cause mine is on Monday night. Is All right. Yours? So you must be on the Ravens minus three. I'll take the Arizona Cardinals minus two. I don't know where this is going to close and I'm probably going to buy myself a Geno Smith player T. So I really <laughs> don't like to be on the opposite side of Geno Smith, but you know, I'm a glutton for punishment when it comes to Cliff Kingsbury and the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray. And even though I don't like Car- Kyler as much as I like my man, Lamar Jackson, I just can't quit the guy, right? I even had to find a wild card spot for uh, the Arizona <laughs> Cardinals at the beginning of the I get season. It. So it's a short pl- price, win a football game, not get swept in the season series. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just, DeAndre Hopkins, Rondell Moore, getting healthier. I, 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 I'll, take the, I'll take the Cardinals with the short price, albeit reluctantly. It's my least favorite of my five selections. But, you know, the by the, the, the bylaws say what they are. We have to make five selections here on Annex Squared. It's Arizona Cardinals minus two home to Seattle for me. Yeah, I lean that side, I guess, a little bit, but I want to root for Seattle. Like, I'm like kind of a Seahawks fan almost at this point, you know? Well, you get dangerous out, out of there, you know? I'm rooting for this ball club. I want to watch that game, and I want to root for them. Broncos country. My- Broncos country. Not going to do it. Don't. Um even after that game, I just, I see this guy celebrate by himself. It's just unbelievable. It's like, anyone want to celebrate with Russ? All right. My final ah. selection, Ravens minus three Monday night versus the Saints. You know, and when I talked about guys that I want to come Friday, Saturday, I want to, I want to have action on Lamar Jackson coming up this weekend. Andy Dalton, I guess, is going to be the guy, and that's fine. But big trade, acquired Roquan Smith from the Bears for the Ravens. That's huge. Leading the, leading the NFL in tackles. I love Lamar Jackson. Um, I understand Saints shout out the Raiders. They're playing pretty well, but they're still pretty inconsistent. Um, And I don't mind betting against Andy Dalton. To me, I'm not going to find a bunch of negative things to say about the Saints when they wax an opponent like that at home, 24-0. 
It's a short number with the Ravens. I like that team on the road. Give me John Harbaugh's boys as my final selection. Ravens minus three. And I love that trade going out and getting Roquan Smith. Just putting your chips in the center of the table. Feel like you have a team that can win the Super Bowl. Obviously, priority number one is getting Lamar Jackson signed long-term. Nobody liked that guy. Nobody liked that guy. Michael Vick would would have been the first to tell you that he was going to shatter all of his records. And, uh, yeah, forced to choose the Monday Nighter for me. It's the Ravens. But, uh, you know, just not in the business of, you know, playing a bunch of favorites and laying points on the road. So uh, didn't didn't make my final five. I hear you. So real quick, run through your five for the viewers. If you're gonna if you're gonna tail anyone, tail this motherfucker. Lions right. plus three and a half, Buffalo minus thirteen. I also have the Indianapolis Colts plus five and a half at the Patriots. Jaguars plus one and a half home to the Vegas Raiders and the Arizona Cardinals minus two home to Seattle. And I we're going against each other in a couple picks. I'm on Packers minus three and a half at Lions, as well as Patriots minus five and a half at Colts. We'll go head to head on those. Chargers minus three at the Falcons, Bengals minus seven versus Panthers, and the Ravens minus three Monday night against the Saints. As usual, appreciate you all checking out on Annex Square. Don't be afraid to subscribe to our YouTube YouTube channel. The hammer.bet is where all this shit goes down. 20 minutes before these primetime games, Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, they got shows 20 minutes before kickoff. Thursday night, Andrew Walker, Joey Knish. Sunday night, Rob Pizzola, Fabian Summer. And Monday, Pizzola again and Eric Eager. Again, check us out every Tuesday, Annex Squared. And our picks will come out on Twitter, Instagram as the week goes on. For John Annick, I'm Jason Annick, and we appreciate Jason Cooper stepping in today producing. We'll see you next week.